Apprentice Rewatch Podcast. I'm Nick Nocera. I'm Chocolate Bar. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, nice. And I'm uh, Tom Hallett. Tommy Hallett. We are Sans Max today. But we are... What's the opposite of Sans? Mm. What's like Sans? Like... Isn't it Avec? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're Avec, we're Avec Hershey Bars. Avec Hershey Bar. Avec Hershey Bar. Avec some crazy shit happening today, Daryl. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Of what variety? The Trump variety. What? Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Turns out he, like, called a bunch of Russian dudes during the election and was like, yo, no problem. <laughs> he's totally going to win. Mm-hmm. Uno. Number, that's that's Mexican 4-1. Uno, he's gonna totally going to win. Dose. We're totally going to lift your sanctions, bro. Don't worry about it. No problem. Uh-huh. Trace, Ukraine, you got it. No problem. You have it. Yeah, take it. <laughs> we don't care anymore. We never cared in the first place. Mm-hmm. Quattro, don't tell anybody about this. Turns out it was. it's not good. Mm. Yeah, he's in trouble. He's in hot water. He already recu- uh, recused himself. From any investigation that happened during the campaign. Hmm. What does that mean going forward? Great question, Daryl. I have no fucking idea. Mm. Basically nothing. Right. So if they want to launch an investigation into Trump's tactics. Campaign tactics? No. Yeah, like campaign tactics or connection with Russia. Like during the period of the campaign, Mm -hmm. then he will not be involved. Mm. If there's an investigation into the administration's connection after the campaign. Mm Mm-hmm. He can totally be involved. Got it. Can he become unpresident based on... Oh, um, man. Unpresident that, based on the, his activities during the campaign? Could we unpresident him? Yeah. Are you saying? Yeah. Are you asking? Based, well, on the, based on pre-president activities. It would take uh, Congress being like, we don't want you to be president anymore. Mm-hmm. But the Republicans control Congress. So we're shit out of luck. Yeah, we're, we are <laughs> SOL here, dogs. Damn. <laughs> 110%. <laughs> and it's so crazy to me. I mean, it continues to be really crazy to me. I mean, he, for all intents, outside of immigration, uh, I mean, look at his trade policies and stuff like that are extremely left-wing. Like, he's kind of a centrist Democrat in many respects outside of certain policy positions. I'm not saying he's a good man or anything like that. I'm just saying it's interesting to me that you know, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell are so eager to keep hold of him because this is like their only opportunity to institute, you know, conservative legislation. This may be the only opportunity Paul Ryan like ever gets. Tommy, you just got about a thousand percent too serious for this podcast. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we were just talking about impeaching presidents. 
That's pretty serious. Well, you like laid it down, son. I just find you it gotta bring it up, son. Just like they had to bring up the revenue stream <laughs> for these casinos in this episode. <laughs> we just finished watching season one, episode eleven of The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. The normal shit. Um, what was the ten, Daryl? What was the like? Yeah, I wrestled with it for a I, little bit. I missed it because I was texting. Yeah. Can I say <laughs> I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. I was texting. Yeah. So, Protégé and Versacorp are sent down to the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Yep. A casino. Never yep. been there. You guys been there before? Never. Yeah, nope. fuck Atlantic City. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Places a shit all. Right? Um, but I think their job, yeah, their job in this... Um, episode is to register as many gamblers as possible first, but also the result is supposed to be these gamblers spend the most money over the course of the day. Totally. So doing slots and playing tables, they have some sort of register gambling uh, card, gambling identity card is what I yeah the gi the gic Uh that keeps track of your your plays throughout the day. Your money. They want them to spend as much money. Mm-hmm. And basically, here's what I didn't understand. There's two teams trying to get as many people as possible to take their card, right? Like each team has a certain tag on their card or whatever, something. Mm-hmm. This is what I think is happening. Like the technological aspect of this was not explained very well at all. Right. And then those cards track the money that those people spend in the casino every day. So if you go to the Team VersaCourt stand and get a card, I think you can't then go to the Team Protégé thing and get a card also. Hmm. But I don't know how they would prevent that right. in a real-world situation at all. I thought, like, I don't like I don't gamble, so I, like, I thought the whole idea was, like, hey, I'm going to roll through with a stack of money, and mm-hmm. I'm going to walk up to the casino person, and I'm going to say, hey... Here's ten thousand dollars. Give me ten thousand dollars in chips, and I walk around with chips, and I gamble. Yeah, I'm not fucking around with a wheel, yeah. a fortune right. situation, which Team Protege had set up. Correct. Yes, but it didn't look like they had to offer any money to be on that to like be part all, of the promotions. To, yeah, all you had yeah. to do was like give them your name. And... Yeah, I still don't think I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I see a car raffle at a mall, which is every time I go to a mall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not stopping. Like, I'm not winning the Chrysler 300 or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, it's not designed for me to win. Not designed for me to win. You also already have people there who are in a gambling mindset who have been doing gambling, and they're kind of like, eh, what's this? I don't actually have to put any money down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Seattle. They are degenerates. <laughs> that is the one. That's the key, key factor we're missing here. They're total degenerates. Um, all right, so each team sets up what? Like what? What are the, what's the breakdown here? Um, what is each team's strategy? So, I mean, so they yeah they have a computer which like an old school computer like an '80s machine and it's there and they hand out cards. But their goal is to come up with all these crazy prizes and promotions. So to get people to get their cards, right? So Protege's rolling with uh, what are they doing? They've got a wheel so of prizes. So complicated. Yeah, they've got a wheel of prizes and Troy is out there. Oh. Doing his wonderful Troy thing, which actually wasn't too bad. But no, he sort of did great. He did his thing. He's, well, he's a huckster uh-huh. by trade. Right. He is a carnival huckster by trade, and this was his time to fucking shine in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did they do? Team Protégé also was trying to get a kid, musici- a kid magician. 
Uh, we saw him early on, but I don't think this. I don't think we saw magic. him. I don't think he did any magic whatsoever. Right. But he was like, "Get the women." <laughs> that was so that was the kid's sad. big advice. Yeah. Get, the Get the women in the outfits to like be next to your thing. Mm-hmm. What was his big. line that he told them? He's like, "This is a like a life lesson for you guys." This ten year old kid telling oh these thirty guys. He said, "Stop selling when you've already sold." <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, I, I'm still learning all their names, mm-hmm. but you know, Troy or um, Troy's the hillbilly. Yes, yeah, so maybe it was. Tr- yeah, I think the, it was Troy with and the thin hair and, and Kwame. Kwame. Yeah, Kwame. Yeah, both of them were like jaws dropped to the floor and like a <laughs> yeah. shot of them right after when the he kids said, said that. that. Yeah, it was unreal. Like, Are you kidding me? It was unreal. <laughs> yeah, Troy and Kwame had a wonderful time Holy at the casino. Holy shit! <laughs> Can we just talk about this? Like, glory. Let's forget the promotions for a second because they were both fucking dumb and they both were terrible mm-hmm. and i would never stop at either of these promotions either from team protege or team versicorp mm-hmm. one was like a car rental which we'll talk about in a second yeah and one was this wheel of fortune whatever kwame and troy and <laughs> like it was un. it was like calvin and Hobbes. they were fucking like bouncing around the whole casino they went to a night show together uh-huh. like a tiger show it was a magic show where there was like a lady uh floating on a on stage fountain yeah, they like shot water in her ass, and then she like <laughs> floated. She like it was like a it was like a bidet, a super bidet. It was like a super bidet mm-hmm. magic trick where she floated on a on an open bidet. Yeah, I like how they said it too. They're like, yeah, Wong was like, I don't really need to be there, but I want to hang out with Troy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Straight up, we're gonna go goof off. And Bill, if you could handle the business part of this, that would be great. If you could take care of the not goofing up <laughs> part of this task, if you could, if you could just take all the like not goofing off parts uh-huh. and just like handle those for us, yeah. That would be super. And, and Kwame was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of my management style. Like, these guys are all, like, smart <laughs> yeah. dudes. I'm just going to, like, give them some gonna... light direction and tell them to do whatever I they want. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Kwame's just like, yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to Kwame, delegate. Kwame was the project manager, but didn't feel like it to me. Mm-mm. Not at all. Troy sort of felt project manager That's true. He kind of Even when down. Bill has such a beautiful presence around his body mm-hmm. all the time. And like a glow around him, and like a supple, sweet smell around him all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That he just feels in charge every time he's on a team. Yeah, yeah. He felt very noodly to me in this episode. He felt noodly. Yeah, he was a big noodle. Like a noodle? Yeah, like a big squid. All right, can we? Because there's a range here. Are we trying to? You Are want to define terms here? I want to talk. I want to talk egg, rice, or pool. I don't know what any of those mean. <laughs> Noodles, dog. Oh, oh, let's go with um what's the floppiest? Probably lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about whoa, 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 whoa. Daryl, my man. We're talking new dolls. You can't be bringing lasagna into this conversation. Lasagna's the answer. Lasagna is One like big, flat, floppy, wavy noodle. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with Daryl. That's what he is. He's wait, a big, wait, wait. floppy. He's really tall, so he's big and floppy. He's just a big noodle. Big shirtless noodle. <laughs> I don't agree with this premise at all. However, I will ask an incredibly important question that needs to be asked of both of you, which I want an answer from both of you independently without consulting each other. Okay. When Is lasagna a noodle? Or is it the dish lasagna? 
You go first. Um, you know, when he first said lasagna, I was big time, didn't think that that was a, a pasta. But um, because I didn't mm-hmm. want to sound like an idiot, I was just went along with it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lasagna is the, like, big, long, flat. It's like a big, long, flat noodle. Mm-hmm. So I think lasagna is also the name of the noodle. Like It cannot go, be both. But it's By the, the laws of, of, like, man and nature, it cannot name, be both. But if you go to the store and you are planning to make a lasagna... Yeah. Don't you have to per- does when you buy that long ass noodle it says lasagna on it, does it not? Oh, Doesn't say big shit. wavy noodle. It should say like something generic. Like if you you know how like cocoa puffs in like generic bag form are like are like taco balls or something like that. <laughs> like I feel like lasagna should have the same flavor where it's like lasagna's the dish and then the generic is like sheet noodles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I understand where you come from. There is clearly you know confusion. Like, yeah, the the, the raw confusion. noodle by itself and the finished form of the it doesn't make any sense. The they got to shore that up. Yeah, they got to shore that up. I actually agree. Yeah, yeah. But that was Italians. almost as confusing as the technology they used to track people's money in this episode. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. So VersaCorp strategy was yes. VersaCorp was Amy, Katrina, and. Nick. Nick. Amy, Katrina, and Nick. And their strategy was the oh. dumbest thing I've ever seen on television, probably. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yes. They decided, in their infinite Amy wisdom, their infinite garbage Amy tiny-brained wisdom, to promote a rental car. Not even like a car, like you're going to get this car. Mm -hmm. It's like a rental car. You're going to get $300 to go towards renting a car. Mm -hmm. They also, just to note, they could also have taken the $300 and run with it. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to necessarily put it towards a car. Is that true? Yes. Because I heard that sort of. But I wasn't sure like what the fucking deal was that was. They could have just got 300 cash. Why? Yeah. Why such a crappy amount of money, though. Yeah. The the guy the guys offered her offered on on the wheel a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know. Yeah, thousand dollar giveaway. I don't know. They had all these prizes lined up, and these people. It feels like Bill, Troy, and Kwame sat on that bus down to Atlantic City. They came up with fifty. Th- prizes and ideas and they used every single one of them they put the tiger in the cage they put like everything mm-hmm. then these people came up with one crumbum idea and like it was terrible mm-hmm. like it just looks sad next to them and it's i mean they could have even sold like hey just ride around in a crossfire for a day that sounds better than rent a crossfire yeah three hundred dollars worth of rental time <laughs> Sounds so bad. Do we know like what value that is in two thousand four Las Vegas, or no Atlantic City? I mean, I feel like I could rent a Crossfire today for less than three hundred dollars. So I don't think. I think if you called a rental car agency and you said, "Do you have any Chrysler Crossfires?" Yeah. they would laugh you off the phone. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. But I. I just feel like $300 would get you like maybe a day, maybe two days mm-hmm. in 2004 Atlantic City. Maybe mm-hmm. like a two-day rental, which is like you get there, it's already noon, you got to like go, you, you know, you like yeah. go rent the car in Atlantic City, and then you drive it around and like 
you're basically it's a you're there for the weekend, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're you live in New York and your life is horrible. Uh, and then you have to like return it the next evening when you take the bus back. It's like mm. one other thing. No the, thanks. They were had to be contacted twenty four at some point twenty four hours. In the next 24 hours, the people who won for Versacorp mm-hmm. were going to be contacted. Mm-hmm. And the people for Protégé, the winners from Protégé, uh, got to walk away with that money right then and there. Payout. That's true. They had got cash. Right. They got cash. Cash on demand. Hmm. Yes, sir. Cash on demand. I know which one I would have picked. Yeah. It's like not even close. Yeah. <laughs> which is surprising because... The team Versacorp got more people. Almost twice as many. Almost twice as many. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things we haven't talked about yet was that Team Protege had like their VIP line thing going. So, I mean, they had negotiated with the casino yeah. so that they could have people at the VIP gamble sign in and they were just looping people into their uh, gambler registry there. And not only did they do that, and it was a great idea, but um, Versacorp hadn't hired those models, and Amy had sent those models to go and just be in that same area and do exactly and copy and copy everything what they were doing. doing. And I mean, I really liked Troy and Bill's um, take on the situation. They're just like, "Yo, who are you? Go away." Like, yeah. This is our zone. Say 50 feet away from me. This is clearly my idea. It's very unprofessional that you're doing it. And also, you're not even in this competition. You have no status. Go away. You're getting paid. To leave, please. Yeah. Yeah. You are not getting paid enough to come fuck with me right, right. now. Right. <laughs> that yeah. was basically Bill's to attitude towards the model. It was like, I'm on The Apprentice, and I'm very stressed out, and you are not getting paid enough as a model in Atlantic City <laughs> mm-hmm. to fuck with me at this minute. <laughs> and this girl was like, yeah, you know what, I'm not. She's like, you're totally right. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and then she tried to go and poach people out of their line. Yes. Yeah. Which was and then, bad news. Uh, Troy. Yeah. Right? Troy came yeah. up and was like, sweetheart, you got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, good on Troy. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. All right, so Burst of Corp gets more people mm-hmm. and gets $105,000 in gambling money, or like that's how many the people generate. Mm-hmm. Protege gets less people, nearly less than half, 700 people, but they get $120,000, mm-hmm. 15 grand over the other team, and they win, obviously. Mm-hmm. That is Bill, Troy, Kwame. Crush in that competition. Mm-hmm. So they get to go. I feel like the prizes are getting pretty like lackluster. Yeah, it's always like, oh, you just get to hang out in like a nice place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? you get to, yeah, your, your prize is you didn't lose today. Good you job. Didn't yeah. lose today. Go hang out in like a sort of nice place. Yeah, but you're still in Atlantic City. Sorry. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, the dudes seemed to have a good time, though. They were running through the casino. We won. Oh, oh my God. Great. Kwame and Troy, like, <laughs> fucking blasting off because they won. It was amazing. And those Bill, dudes are incredible. And Bill had those look. He had that grin on, the, on him the whole time. He was like, dude, like, you guys are clowns. I carried this, but I'm here to celebrate with you guys because winning is winning, and I like doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's why I love Bill so much. Mm-hmm. He just, like, was chilling Walking out, he was like, "This is was all me." And like, not, neither of these two buffoons did anything to contribute of any substance to this team, and yet 
I don't give a shit. I won. <laughs> yeah. So cool. He said the smartest thing in the whole episode, which is when they brought out the That's tiger. That's often the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. When they brought out the tiger. And uh, and he was like, this is detracting from it. Like, people aren't spending money. This mm-hmm. is like a problem. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought that because the crowd was huge. The First crowd was huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> huge. 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 Okay. Huge crowd. Uh, almost as big as Trump's inauguration. Ooh. Oh, snap. All right, so they lose. Right. Uh, VersaCorp does. Amy, Katrina, Nick, they go to the boardroom. First of all, Amy and Nick totally fuck. Uh-huh. Like, that definitely happened. Right. Right? They gave it away. They had, I mean, I think they showed both of them wearing uh, towels. At yeah, one point, yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, Katrina yeah. pouting on the sun. Oh yeah, babe. she pouted the whole episode. Right, she almost pouted. rightfully so. She's like, "Fuck these two. I know like, she's sort of got like fucked them. over this episode. Yeah, it's like third wheel on a losing team. It's like, Ugh. but Nick was the worst of those three. You think so? I think he was in Why? that competition. He was useless. Justify that. Okay, I basically didn't hear him say a single word the entire time. I feel like he contributed nothing. He wasn't at that sales meeting at That's Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not which like, Katrina set up that deal. Mm. It wasn't like you saw him, you know, bringing people in, wrangling people for qu- uh, uh, quantity. I don't know. I felt like he contributed nothing to the team this run. And I, again, I only have this episode to base it off of. But as far as I could tell, maybe the producers were really trying to focus on that, you know, that tension between Amy and Katrina. Mm-hmm. So they sort of left Nick out of it. Yeah, and as Amy said, and I think Trump and Cheryl and, uh, you know, um, whoever that the fuck. Dude, yeah. That Porn, guy, Mark. Okay, stash. so George was on another. What, hold on, let me finish my point first, then we'll talk about Mark. Um, they agreed that Nick's past performance, which, Tom, you haven't seen, was like has been stellar this okay. whole season. And he has been a good contributing person to, mm-hmm. to lots of winning teams. But... Um, I, I sort of agree. This episode was not really nailing it. But I think Katrina was such like a pouty, horrible person. Um, you know, it just was not going to work out for her mm-hmm. very well. Um, so she gets taken into the boardroom by Amy, who is the project manager. So it's Amy v. Katrina. They are up against uh, uh, Charlize, Trump, and um, basically... Like, just pick, close your eyes and picture David Schwimmer trying to be incognito, but his only disguise is a <laughs> fake mustache. It's like that. He did. He and had a lightweight fat suit. And a lightweight fat suit. He looked like David Schwimmer does in the People vs. OJ when he's trying to be Rob Kardashian. Yes. Uh, and he's got that, like, that slick, slick back, back hair. Like, very vol- uh, voluminous hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looked like, and you're right, just, <laughs> just little like muscle. one little like very fake looking mustache. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I'm still not convinced it was real. Like that dude was wearing oh, real totally. at all. I don't even. I mean, I don't even think that guy is part of any relationship to the Trump organization. He sounds like a hired. <laughs> he looked man. like an actor. Yeah, it was like a, he, <laughs> he just he hired like an actor. Like, yeah. They think they, and they were like, "Do you know anything about business?" He was like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, suit okay. up, motherfucker. Yeah, Let's, <laughs> Let's do it. It's like, this is Mr. Donald Trump. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> this is a real thing. I'm sweating bullets yeah. here. <laughs> the spirit Google gum on my mustache is going to fall off. Oh, my God. Is that a six-floor waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> that dude looked like he hadn't, like, noticed the changing styles of the last 20 years. Like, yeah. it looked like he had... 
like jumped right from 1983. It, he was rocking the 80s look hard. It was like double breasted suit. Great mustache. Look. Yeah, good look. Classic. Classic look. Classic look. <laughs> not appropriate. Not appropriate for this for this at all. Not impro- not appropriate for modern day businessman. Um so Amy and Katrina are going up these three jokesters. Uh and uh, RIP me. FYI, SEAL Team 6 about to take me out. But um, basically, they start just going back and forth mm-hmm. about and like picking at each other's faults, you know? Yeah. Amy's like, Katrina was a wet noodle. She was like the noodliest of them all. Amy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Katrina was like, well, she just stepped on everything I said. And then like the sex thing came up again. It's... And looking at Charlotte's eyes, like during the sex thing, it's like, she just kept looking over to Katrina, kept looking over to because we know. All right, so the blonde lady who looks like Princess Diana, Tom. Yeah. She in episode four. This is such. I'm gonna like run our listeners back along mm-hmm. with you. The team started out men versus women, eight and eight, and the women were winning a bunch of challenges. But in episode four, um, the blonde lady who looks like Princess Diana had to like give them a talking to about using their bodies and sex to like sell business tactics. And so that's always been sort of a tipping point for her, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so when the subject came up, I was like, what's she thinking? She was, she was just like staring daggers into Katrina. So, I mean, yeah, the interesting part about that, though, is like, I don't remember Katrina being one of the big, um, you know, sex sells people. No, early I, mean, on. I mean, Heidi was obviously like, Heidi was all over the place. <laughs> was out of control. Right. And like, especially since last episode, she had that little tiff with Bill just about, Hey, you only use me for the cute stuff. That was Katrina, right? Yeah. That yeah. was Katrina. You only use me to be like the cute stuff and I'm smarter and I can do more than that. But then in this episode, she doesn't do more than that, and that's like her whole tactic in trying to make the sale, which right. Amy eventually makes. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that didn't come up in the boardroom, which I was surprised about. Was like Katrina was trying to hit the sale for the car for the Chrysler, whatever the fuck it was, Crossfire, Crossfire mm-hmm. for the rental. Excuse me, sale is a strong word oh, for the yeah. rental loan or whatever the fuck it is. So she was trying to make the sale. And she was like flirting with this guy and flirting with this guy and flirting with this guy. And she admitted it and she talked about it and she was like selling it and Amy noticed it. But then Amy had to step in and like make the deal. Mm-hmm. So it A, she was bothered that people think that of her. But then she does it B and C, it doesn't work all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick question. Yeah. I don't. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. How many girls started out the show? Eight. Eight total girls. Mm-hmm. And so there, ha- there were 16 people? Yeah, I think that's, that's the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Eight now women, it's down. Tom. Eight women. Women. Pardon me. Business females. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now there's, what, four guys left mm-hmm. and one girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so over seems the, to be the case. Over the course of... The season, 2003, mm-hmm. America. Four. Two, oh, it was 2004. Okay. 2004, America. Did, have you noticed any sort of, like, like has it been harder for the girls? No, they came, they like, it's not even over the course of 11 episodes. There's now only one woman less. It's over the course of, like, 
five episodes, like all the women got kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, because they started off like by by episode four or five, they were still like all like they were all still there. Mm-hmm. They kept winning. They kept winning these challenges, mm-hmm. yeah. so they couldn't get kicked off. Uh, and then they mixed up the teams, and you know they started dropping. But I, this is a good point. Like I'm surprised that Amy is the only one left. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not considering the field. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm trying to think about if the male participants were better at forming alliances and like bring each other out. Like we've, yeah, I, I know we had yeah. Tron, we have Troy and Kwame. We had I don't remember though. Like I feel like they weren't at yeah. each other as much. Where we had Omarosa and Heidi. We yeah. had. Everybody was really getting at each other. I think we're on thin ice here mm-hmm. with this conversation. Yeah. And I think that because there are um, perceptions of women being more catty and fighting mm-hmm. in sort of business or in just personal relationships that they're sort of jumping off of right. here. And, like, obviously the show is also jumping off of them and using them as a storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily like inherent to their like culture or team or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think more along the lines of there have been probably three standout women in this show: Amy, Omarosa, and Heidi. Mm-hmm. And there have been many more standout men. And I just think that it it's by the nature of like their quality as team players and mm-hmm. business people and like idea men, you know, whatever it is. I just think they've been a couple better competitors on the men's team than there have been on the women's team just by the nature of how this crop sh- shook out. Mm. Except Kwame. Kwame's Kwame coast. sucks. Kwame's I been coasting. How can Kwame coast all the way through? Kwame's going to coast to the top three, dude. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be easily. crazy. <laughs> what did you think about Amy's decision to send Nick back upstairs. I thought it was the wrong decision. Why? Um, regardless, I I thought immediately they're going to bring up the relationship thing. Mm-hmm. Immediately, she's going to get fucking uh, nicked for <laughs> get it mm-hmm. uh, for sending Nick back up, and they know that there's a relationship there, so it's favoritism. And B, I thought uh, I thought Nick's her stronger competitor on that team, and she had an opportunity to knock him out. Mm-hmm. And I think that based on her performance with those four, well, as she said, like four different teams back and forth and four wins, she probably could have edged them out. Mm-hmm. And then she wouldn't have Katrina sitting there saying like, well, you blew this part and you blew the idea and like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Do you think it was poor strategy overall or do you think she uh, was making the decision based on their alleged relationship. I think it was poor strategy. I think she said what she believed, which was that Nick is a stronger competitor and a stronger team member. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think she was trying to keep Nick around so that he could help her win the next challenge, which she will need to do. That's true. So, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, um, I agree with that premise. I didn't think about that at first. When I, when I saw that she picked Nick, I thought it was just that she didn't like this girl. And she wanted to get rid of her. That Possible. was my. That was my because the tension was building throughout the episode. You could see that, you know, they were just, you know, they were kind of jostling for control the whole time, and Amy yeah. was just overpowering Katrina. 
Yeah. When she was kind of like, I just need to get rid of this girl because she's frustrating. This woman, this lady business this lady woman. business female. Yes. Um, and so that was my initial instinct. But once they, once he actually Trump brought it up, didn't he? Trump said, why wouldn't you want to get rid of him if he were better competition? Or maybe it was Charlotte on there. One of them asked, is Charlotte? Is that her name? Charlotte? So... You're so good. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show, dog. We have a ru- her name is actually actually have lost track of what her name in reality is, <laughs> but we call her anything that is a woman's name that starts with C. Okay, Caroline. Yeah. Uh, she. <laughs> yeah, she was totally. It might have been her who brought it up. Was like, why wouldn't she get rid of it? And then once, once she said that, I was like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't actually think about that. Yeah, totally. And. uh yeah, it's not like you're going to meet the love of your life on The Apprentice. Get rid of him. Yeah, get rid of that. Dude. Also, you're also probably fucking Bill. Like, <laughs> let's be real <laughs> as hell here. <laughs> uh, so, Daryl, two. we're going to go through two more questions, and then we got to wrap up. Sure. Um, did she kick off, did Trump kick off the right person? Out of Amy and Katrina. Hmm. The reasoning he positioned was based on past successes. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why Amy stuck around. Mm-hmm. Would I have fired Amy today? I would have fired Amy today because I didn't like yeah. that she was not original with yeah. her strategy at any point. Totally. Totally. Tommy? Yeah, the only reason I would agree with that, I mean, I thought she was the stronger of the two. I would have first eliminated Nick. But um, <laughs> Dude, you hate Nick. No, he's so just much. so useless this episode. <laughs> but boy. but um, but it, based on the based upon the fact that she was the project manager and it falls mm-hmm. on her shoulders to get it done. And as you said, be creative. That's true. They didn't talk about that at all this episode, which they've talked about almost every other boardroom of like how the project manager needs to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think they should have. He should have fired Amy. And um, she just made bad decisions again and again and again all episode, you know? This was not nailing it. Um, I don't know. She was a weak leader. She really, like, when she was in, when she was on the hot seat, she also gave a bad boardroom performance. Mm -hmm. And the history of the show has been the boardroom performance is what gets you kicked off. Mm -hmm. Kicked off. She could not deal with the questioning about Nick and her relationship with Nick. She could not deal with the questioning about who made the deal or how the deals got set up for mm-hmm. the Chrysler. She could not deal with the questioning about wh- whose idea it was and, you know, what this shitty thing was. Mm-hmm. She, she, she was terrible. Yeah. She had one great line, which was, you know, four different teams have passed me back and forth and I've, we've won. So, I don't know. Um, all right. Who's going... Next week? Mm-hmm. Well, you know who I'm probably going to say. Who? Well, I, I would... You're based, saying Nick. I would, based upon this episode, yes, but all, but also taking... It no, go with your gut. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with you Nick. you got to trust yourself. you got to believe go in yourself and trust yourself. Okay. Go, I'm going with Nick. You're going Nick. Daryl? Hmm. I might go with Amy. I I'm feel like feeling Amy, too. I feel like something's going to come her way. But just mechanically... Having one woman left, I can't. I can't see them not putting a woman in the top three. Uh huh. 
That's true. I think she'll go first in the top three, but I don't see her going before then. Like I don't think Troy. Do you think? I mean, I don't think Troy or Bill. I think Troy might be toast next it's episode. Time. He's risen. He's I risen think Kwame is gonna coast right past his boy Troy, <laughs> and Troy is gonna fuck because Troy is a risk taker. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a huckster. He's a carny. He's just a good old Idaho, Montana, slash Montana son of a bitch. Come on down to Spring But he takes risks, and he's going to take a risk, and he's going to fuck up. Uh-huh. He's definitely going to fuck up. He can't win without taking risks. I completely don't agree with that whatsoever. <laughs> Kwame has done it all season, <laughs> y'all. Well, that means all he's going to lose eventually. season. Yeah, but that dude's going to win a bunch Ooh. before he loses. Um, Watch out, Troy. Yeah, watch out, Troy. Hmm. All right. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash... The Apprentice Rewatch Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Apprentice Repod. Um, or you can send us an email. Um, Apprentice Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you know what you could also do? Here's a little tip for you, Tommy. Mm. You go to iTunes and you search Apprentice Rewatch Podcast in your iTunes bar. Uh, not the genius bar, but the bar on the computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes up. We come up. And it says, like, you can see our pictures and our faces. And we're like, hey, where did we, like, photoshopped us in the boardroom? <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, click on that. And then you go listen to a bunch of episodes. And then you write us a review mm-hmm. or give us a rating. And it's, like, super easy. And you do have to have an iTunes account, which is a huge pain in the ass. But everybody's got one of those nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. So hit us up. Yes, please do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look what they've done to my song, Ma. Look what they've done to my song. Well, it's the only thing I could do half right. Discern it out all wrong, Ma. Look what they've done to my song Look what they've done to my brain Look what they've done to my brain Yeah, they picked it like chicken bone And they think I'm half insane Look what they've Yeah.